0: Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a mini-series of podcasts on Christian vocation, discerning a passion and purpose for our lives in the bright light of Jesus Christ. This episode features a conversation among students in the Master Divinity Degree Program, the School of Theology of Swanee, the University of the South. Please stay tuned after their conversation to learn more about the Summer Internship Program in the Diocese of New Jersey for young adults to explore the priesthood in the Episcopal Church. Now let's listen to our seminarians as they discuss their callings to the priesthood and their experiences of theological seminary.
1: Hello, my name is Alice Hodgkins and I'm a first year student in the Master of Divinity program at the School of Theology at Sewanee. I'm studying for the priesthood and I'm from New Jersey.
2: Hi, my name is Alexandruhar. I'm also a Master's of Divinity student at the School of Theology in Sewanee, and I'm from the Diocese of Southwest Florida.
3: My name is uh, Brian Cannaday, and I am an MDiv uh, junior as well here at the School of Theology at the University of the South, and I am a postulant from the Diocese of West Texas.
1: So today we're going to talk about our calls to ministry, and we can't believe that we're at the end of our first year. It's just unbelievable uh, that we've come this far. But we thought we'd take a little time to talk about how we were called to this place. So, Brian, when did you hear your call to ministry?
3: Well, I, I'm I'm a preacher's kid uh, my whole life. I, I grew up in the church, and uh, I actually, right out of high school, uh, was called to youth ministry. And um, it actually became a vocation for me, and, and I did uh, mostly full-time and a little bit of part-time youth ministry for 17 years. And... Uh, uh, never, never finished school up until a couple years ago when I was uh, finally given the opportunity to go back and finish my undergraduate degree, and uh, then was pressed to, was uh, kind of pressed on my heart by God to answer the question of whether ordained ministry is um, something I should should uh, should kind of uh, go after and and seek out, and so so I did that and. Uh, through a few hoops later, here I am, talking to you, answering the question. <laughs> How
1: about you, Alex? Why were you called to ministry?
3: Um,
2: I don't know why I was called to ministry. I think, <laughs> I think God knows that more better than I do. Um, but I think the God called me uh, when I was very young. I felt uh, kind of a draw to uh, the Mass. I grew up Roman Catholic, and I was 10 years old and an altar boy. Um, and I just felt uh, an amazing call to the sacraments and that call stayed with me for a long time, and I just kind of let it develop. I walked away from it at times. Uh, It really took a turn when, uh, after earning my Master of Arts degree in Theology from a Catholic university in uh, Tampa called St. Leo University, uh, I began exploring the notion that maybe this vocation was something real. Unfortunately, I was also married (laughs) with uh, a child, so that location was not going to be realized in the Roman Catholic Church mm-hmm. but more than anything it gave me the opportunity to learn about other traditions in Christianity which led me to the Episcopal Church mm-hmm. so I started attending the Episcopal Church um, I've been an Episcopalian for almost four years now and I feel a real call to not just Christianity but this tradition and leadership in this church. Mm-hmm. So, I feel very fortunate to be uh, in the same bag of rocks, as we say, around here, as you and Brian and the rest of the seminarians.
1: Awesome. Cool. Um, Well, I was called to ministry. Yeah, what about you? (laughs) Um, I was called to ministry um, during my time in college. Um, I had an amazing college chaplaincy program, and I also grew up like Brian. as a daughter of a preacher, a female priest, who is in the Diocese of New, Ju- New Jersey. Hi, Mom. And um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I kind of stepped a little bit away from my faith in early college. And when I came back to it, um, it was just flooded me. And um, I began a discernment process there. And here I am. I'm fresh out of college. Um, there are several of us who are younger. And we kind of span all ages here at the School of Theology. So it's been amazing to learn from Uh, People who have become my peers, but we have so much different life experience, and it's been really awesome to be getting through this spring semester now. Um, So have you, Alex, been surprised um, to be in seminary? What has this experience been like for you? Um,
2: It's kind of a unique experience for me because uh, educationally, I had a master's in theology, so I wasn't sure how much different academically it would be. And there's some of the courses that are similar. But what I've really enjoyed are a lot of the practical pastoral courses that I never had a chance to take before. So, you know, next semester, we'll also take pastoral theology, which is going to be very exciting. And I think uh, the context here of everybody is on a similar mission here to go through this process to really discern what God is doing in their lives. And then at the end, we're all hoping to be priests. So I think that's kind of a what's really pushing all of us and what's really made this experience unique for me is being around all these other people who have also heard a call. Mm. What about you, Brian?
3: Well, uh, remind me what the question was again. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're uh, just our experience. And it, it, honestly, uh, I did not expect, um, to be in seminary. I, and I know that sounds kind of funny, uh, as a preacher's kid and one who was 17 years in youth ministry, uh, but I, I, I didn't. I, I actually ran away from the call for a long time. I think, uh, and I always had the excuse that I'd never finished school. Uh, that was, uh, I can't pursue it because I never finished school. And obviously, that's not the case anymore. Um, but uh, but it, it's been a challenging year for me. Um, it, you know, I, I, like Alex, having a family and and learning how to to balance the the, the academic world with the, the, the role of being a father and a husband uh, has been very challenging, and I think it's been a challenging in really, really uh, powerful ways uh, that has allowed me to grow and be formed into what, uh, God willing, um, will be a ministry and calling to the priesthood.
2: And you, Alice, what do you find uh, surprising about being here in seminary?
1: Well, I think that coming to seminary has just been a huge transition for all of us for me um being in school the last um 4 years in college the academically it wasn't so much of a shift for me but to have professors who are priests and christians who are open about that has been surprising to me um coming from a strictly kind of academic secular environment and i think i've also been surprised by some of the disillusionment i've had with the church um, Uh, You know, just learning about the different ways, um, the things that we uh, profess um, were constructed and Mm. how the Bible was built um, has been it's it's difficult sometimes to face um, face those questions of authorship and um, canonizing. But at the same time, I feel closer to God than I ever have before. My worship life is so regular here. We worship every day. And um, I feel that God has brought things out into the light that, um, allow me to offer more of myself to him. So it's been a, it's been a mixed bag, but I think at the end of the day, feeling closer to God has, and, and kind of being fashioned into a new creation here, um, hmm. has been surprising and wonderful. And, um, you know, they say it's the Holy Spirit if it's surprising. So <laughs> that, that's comforting to me.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, yeah. Well, did you guys have ever have any doubts um, in your calls to ministry? Um...
3: Oh gosh, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, if if you don't, I'm I'm concerned that you're here. Uh, you, you know, I, I think uh, again for me, uh, growing up as a preacher's kid, uh, I've I've always had that question in the back of my mind: Am I am I just uh, Continuing the family business, so to speak, sure. am I just I following in my father's footsteps? And I and you, you as a PK as well, I'm sure you that goes through your mind from time to time. And I think my time uh, uh, away from kind of being in that uh, preacher kid role and really learning what it means to to be a lay minister myself uh, has has really allowed me to to realize that th- this is my calling. This 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 is uh, the ministry God has called me to, and it's not because my dad is a priest. It's because um, this is how God has chosen to use me, and and so I th- I think um, uh, of course there's there's been doubts and challenges along the way, but but I'm I'm all, all I can do is come to seminary with my my hands and my arms open and say here I am God use me, mm-hmm. um, and and this is how God has chosen to this point to use me so. Uh,
2: for me, the, the doubts are very different because,
3: you know, I did not come from a background
2: where somebody in my family was a priest. Um, the doubts for me come from that voice in my head that says, who do you think you are yeah, mm. sure. uh, to come up here? Do you think you're holier than other people? Do you Do you think you're equipped in a certain way that other people aren't? And I think sometimes we do get that voice in our head, and we have to separate the voice that is natural within us Causing us to rub up against our vocation a little bit versus what I call, you know, the evil one trying to just distract us and to break us down. Hmm. And I think what separates that is listening very carefully to how God is acting in your life Hmm. and to look at the spiritual gifts that you're producing to look at what, what I like to think of uh, making your heart feel a flutter. So for me, the fact that I, my heart still gets a flutter, Every time at the Eucharist or my heart gets a flutter thinking about laying hands on a person who is ill and being uh, there for them as a servant of God, that's when my vocation really feels affirmed. Mm -hmm. Um, But I still worry about, you know, my goodness, you've dragged your family across two or three states you know, you know, living in, or li- living, living in a place where there's snow and you're from Florida, you know, all these things make you doubt yourself a little bit, but you take those good days with bad days mm-hmm. and any doubts from, from you, Alice are 100% supremely confident.
1: <laughs> Gosh, that would be the day. Um, <laughs> well, i am come all the way from New Jersey and I think I've had some doubts along the way about being so far away from my support system and, um, you know, now I just got engaged. So I'm getting married and that's shifting my sense of vocation and um, shifting what my identity is going to be like being joined with another person. And um, so it's, yeah, it's been, there've been a lot of questions that I remember I was talking to my fiance drew the other day and we were saying, I was saying to him, you know, I, I don't know if I'm really supposed to do this, you know, mm. it's just there, I've questions and, um, you know, I'm, you know, I have also have other gifts. Like, I hope I'm doing the right thing. And, um, and he goes, gosh, yeah, that's a big question. And the next day in class. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Drew. <laughs> and, uh, and the next day in class, someone said, uh, you know, I think all of us feel crazy in seminary. We all doubt whether we should do this. So I said, okay, you know, maybe I'm not in doing so. Uh, I'm, I'm going to turn out okay at the yeah. end of this. It's, it's great to be communicating with you guys and with our other classmates about this process and, um, things are really getting shifted around and, um, exposed that, you know, that these kind of spiritual disciplines that we undertake in seminary reveal that otherwise my daily life wouldn't have shown me. So, um, I feel like I'm really coming to know myself and that's not always, um, the most pleasant process. (laughs) Um, but at the same time, um, I feel much more whole and, um, yeah, just keep on walking the walk. Uh, this is a three-year process, and I keep reminding myself that, like, uh, a three-year process with a hospital chaplaincy and a field education and a practical, practical theological components. And at the end of the day, I think we're going to be in a totally different place as well.
3: So. It's the beginning of a lifelong practice. Amen. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I guess... Finally, I'm um, just thinking about other people who are seeking discernment. What advice do we have for someone who's seeking discernment about her call, his or her call?
3: Don't wait. Um, um, being, <laughs> being one of the the older people in our class uh, and the eldest in the room, uh, uh, don't don't run away from it, uh, uh, because uh, God's call will eventually catch up to you, um, and and. Uh, so my advice is if, if you feel that, that tug at your heart that mm-hmm. you're called to ministry, run after that. Uh, talk, talk to your priest. Talk to your bishop and find out. It may not be or, to ordain ministry, um, but that doesn't mean uh, just because you're not called to ordain ministry uh, that you're not called to ministry. Amen. And it may not it may not mean that you're not necessarily called to seminary because we do have people here who are in seminary, that, that aren't on the ordination track. And they're here to get a theological education and 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 run after uh, how to be a lay minister in the church. So so run after it. Uh, uh, be eager uh, mm. to, to answer that call.
2: I think um, what the advice that I would give is two, and, and, and that is don't get discouraged. Mm. Um, you're going to have a lot of bumps and bruises along the way. Um, I think of events like you know, applying for postulancy, meeting with your commission on ministry, which seems very scary. Um, talking to the people at your parish about wanting to be a priest can be a very scary experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I always think of my rector. He hoped, because he had this, you know, very good career, and he said, you know, I'll walk into my rector's office, tell him I want to be a priest. He'll laugh at me and then send me on my way. And he said the scariest thing happened. He said, well, yeah, let's talk about it. I think that would be yeah. a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, But also, don't be too discouraged if the people around you and your relationships also change. Mm -hmm. Um, Something like this really does change your life and change the life of those around you. So if you don't get that 100% support from your support system right away, give them time and don't be too discouraged with that as well. I mean, there are people in my family who've looked at me like, you sure about this? You sure you want to move all the way out there? Is this really what you want to do? And I've had to say, yeah, I've really had to affirm that. and There's been a respect there now. Mm. What about you, Alice?
1: Yeah, I I would encourage patience. Um, My process, um, all of our processes, took years. Um, Some of our classmates are still in them, Mm -hmm. and I found that through that waiting, through the bureaucratic um, avenues of it, through the personal discernments, through the conversations, um, things didn't happen quickly. You know, you don't send an email and get one back and There's an amazing self-emptying, I think, that comes through that. And that was a huge part of my process, just waiting and watching and hoping and questioning and living out my normal life. Um, I also would just encourage those who are looking at seminaries to um, just be incredibly open. I was really set on going to one seminary. It made perfect logical sense. And then I came out to Sewanee and was just blown away by what God was asking me to open up here and to involve um, the natural world in and a different kind of theo- theological daily living um, out here on the mountain, um, which is, you know, a whole different part of the country for me, and I've grown so much here. So I think if you feel like God's doing something unexpected with you, um, yeah, you know, like, like Brian said, like uh, open up your hands and your arms and just— um, run toward it. Um, and
3: it doesn't matter how old you are either
1: or how young you are. Yeah. You know, let no one despise you because of your youth as well. You know, if you're in college and you're really thinking about this, um, God bless you. You know, we have have a
3: very young class
1: and we have, and, and everyone here has something really beautiful to offer. Um,
2: well, as they say, that'll preach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so we uh, we wish you all the best, and um, thanks, Alex and Brian, for sitting down, and um, hello to everyone in New Jersey, and um, happy Easter.
2: Happy Easter, and we thank you, uh, Alice, for bringing Brian and I uh, in on this, and we want to wish everybody a happy Easter as well. Indeed.
0: Are you a young adult of college age or a recent graduate of a college or university? Every summer, the Committee on the Priesthood of the Diocese of New Jersey offers a six-week internship for young adults to explore ordained ministry in the Episcopal Church. You'll work part-time in a parish church under the supervision of a mentoring priest. Serve, learn, and earn. For more information, and for a copy of the summer internship application form, you can email me. I'm the Rev. Greg Bazilla, the Episcopal Chaplain to the New Brunswick Piscataway Campus, of Rutgers, the State University of New Jersey. My email address is bazilla at rutgers.edu. That's spelled B-E-Z-I-L-L-A at R-U-T-G-E-R-S dot edu. I hope to hear from you.